0: Well, I really appreciate that um I've got my own harsh opinions as being the creator of these things, but
1: we always do we it, always is criticize it is what ourselves too much
0: yeah, I know it's it's that actually is one of the things I was talking about with the uh, the podcast I recorded yesterday with a bunch of my friends the demons of your creative uh your creative your creative desires and workflow and all those things because uh-huh. it can certainly be one of those things that's uh, Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Also, um, I don't know if you noticed or not, this podcast is explicit. You can say whatever you want. That's cool. Uh, I don't really edit it. I just throw it out there. All right. Well, then, you know, just feel free to speak freely. Okay. But uh, I've been recording for about 30 seconds here. Okay. We're going to roll into this. I'm going to do the little spiel, and then we can talk. Well,
1: sweet. Okay. All right.
0: So, uh, hello, everybody. This is another episode of the KAAMP. That is the Knox Area Artist Networking Platform. And uh, today we have a cool guest. Uh, would you please introduce yourself?
1: I'm um, Kara Lockmiller. Um, I am a local artist. I paint mostly musicians. If you've seen, like, I don't know, the Dolly portraits and stuff around, a lot of those are mine. Um, of course, I don't just do Dolly. I do, you know, every genre. But
0: I saw you had a James Brown one. I'm a big I James did. Brown fan. Yeah.
1: yeah, I love that. I love James Brown. And, I, and like I said, you know, all different kinds of, of genres I, I love.
0: Yeah, you do have quite the variety uh-huh. on your site right now. Well, and it,
1: it mostly is like, it's like classic rock. Yeah. A lot of it is. Of course, I'm telling my age. I'm 42. So, it's, you know.
0: you got plenty of inspiration to draw I, from. I've That's got it. a ton
1: of inspiration. Yeah.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. For not making
1: me feel old.
0: <laughs> hey, experience and inspiration are, are priceless. Yeah. Uh, so, do you have any uh, formal art education?
1: I absolutely do not. Excellent. Um, most of it was, you know, I, I started drawing when I was really little, um, just drawing different things. Um, I really gravitate toward musicians, though, because I have this, there's a condition, it's a synesthesia. It's where your... The best way to describe it is where your senses are kind of jumbled, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I'm familiar with the concept. Yeah.
1: So for a long time, like whenever I listen to music, it's not like all these dancing colors or anything like anybody would imagine. But when I listen to music, if I close my eyes, I can see color. Mm-hmm. And that's where the color comes from in my paintings. So that's, so how, you, I thought, that's how
0: your composition yeah, comes from. Yeah,
1: I thought that that was like normal, that, that <laughs> everybody saw that and... You know, come to find out many years ago, it's, I'm kind of a freak as far as that's <laughs> concerned, but that's okay.
0: That's, a, that's an unusual perception of things. Yeah. But you use it to your advantage. It I do. Says, and, yep. you, and you enjoy it, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, I love
0: it. So what's your workflow like?
1: Oh, gosh. My, it it really is dependent upon two things. One, if I'm doing it for myself, mm-hmm. okay, um, and the other if I'm doing a commission.
0: I like that you break it down like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, and
1: they're different. They have two different workflows. Mm-hmm. You know, a commission, I'll go and, you know, I oftentimes let the client pick the colors and let the client, you know, decide what image um, I use or whatnot. And and it's it's still as creative as it is if I'm doing it, but it's just – I I like to think of it as seeing a musician through somebody else's eyes. Yeah. Because, you know, with mine, the ones that I want to paint, you see them through my eyes, Mm. right? Yeah. So, yeah, like right now I'm doing a prince um, for a lady, and she wants it mostly like grays and mauves and purples, which is really cool. Not necessarily something that I would pick for him, but I really like the way it's
0: coming out. I have faith that it can yeah. be really cool. Yeah.
1: yeah, I like it. It's really cool. And then I, right now, I'm working on a Sid Barrett for myself. Oh, nice! And I have like, there's a, I, I don't know. I've always loved Pink Floyd, and and I kind of look at Sid through the, I don't know. Are you familiar with mm-hmm. Sid? I and mean, yeah. You know his his mental health and and all that really came into play. Um, I'm probably going to donate. The proceeds from that painting—it's not come out yet—but probably going to dos- donate the proceeds of that painting. Um, I've contacted his family mm-hmm. on um, via his website. Contacted his family to ask if there's an organization that they use or they donate to yeah. as far as mental health goes. So I'm waiting on a answer from them. But as soon as I get that, That's I'd like to—I would like to donate the proceeds, yeah, well, from know. Sid's painting. Very nice. So.
0: And that one's, why is that a passion project right
1: now? I, well, I'm in, I'm into the Pink Floyd right now. Um, I'm kind of into, into that era.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I've always been a mental health advocate. I've got a lot of, like, anxiety and stuff. And I've got a lot of friends who, you know, have experienced a lot of different things. Yeah. And I think that there's a huge stigma attached to mental health that doesn't need to be there. I agree. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's that's one of the things i'm passionate about and sid's actually the first time that i've ever got to to really blend art and the mental health side so that's pretty cool
0: and that's been a, a have you had a good time mixing those two yeah ideas in the way you yeah did. yeah, yeah. seriously
1: and and i keep thinking I, I told my husband this morning i was like i've got to get his eyes right <laughs> See, because <laughs> yeah, you they, have to yeah because they talked about you know with Sid, right before he left the band, how how his his eyes changed, mm-hmm. his demeanor changed, and I said, you know, I've got to get his eyes right for the for the period that I'm painting him from. Mm-hmm. So it's and you put a lot of pressure on yourself, but yeah, you know, you got to get it right. That's important to a lot of people.
0: So I mean, that's that's what people look at first, know yeah. in, in a portrait of yeah, any yeah, kind, absolutely. It's it's, uh, it's the damned if you do, damned if you don't part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you that's gotta true. Do it.
1: One of my most popular ones was uh, called The Night, and it featured Chris Cornell. Hmm. And um, I think that one of the reasons it was so popular is because of the way that I set the eyes off. And it was like a half face. Yeah. So usually I'll do a full face portrait, but this one was a half face. And I don't know. I think it just struck a chord with people a little bit
0: differently. That's fair. So it, the it, eyes it is a good contrast to yeah. the rest of your body at work. Yeah. Um, well, do you have a... What's your workflow look like? Is there a routine? Is there is there is it a lot of random inspirations, a it, lot it of spread really, of the moment?
1: It's really a lot of random inspirations, like what I listen to and things. Um, but as far as, like, once I decide on a musician yeah. that I'm going to paint, I will usually decide, okay, what era do I want to paint them in? You know, like for Mick Jagger, I painted Mick Jagger a while ago. I painted him very young, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a reason for that, is because I really liked his music.
0: During that era, era.
1: you know, of course, everybody likes Jagger, but during that specific era. So that's, I I pick them, you know, um, depending on the era that I want to um, paint them. And then I'll listen to their music, really kind of immerse myself into it. I'll listen to it while I'm painting. Um, And as far as the images go, what I do is I'll grid them out and then I will draw them from there. Um, I like to have the image in a black and white Mm -hmm. because the way that it helps, it helps me see the shadows. So, like, when I draw, I don't draw, like, an eye and an ear and a nose and a mouth. What I do is I go, like, I can look at us sitting here. I can look at the shadows on your face, and I can see how I would draw you based on those. Right. Instead of,
0: do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you use the contrast to sort of map yeah. out where you want your variations Yeah, exactly. Of color. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, that's how I draw, and that's, that's pretty much what that looks like. And then I'll go into... Um, again, deciding what colors I want to use based on what I see, mm-hmm. do the palette, um, and just really start painting while I listen to music. And that's uh, there's a lot of texture in my paintings that a lot of people can't see. Um, one of the one of the things I have most people tell me whenever they walk up to look at my artwork, like at markets and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like oh my god i didn't realize there was so much texture and there is
0: yeah well it's hard know? to get on a screen yeah.
1: no kidding right yeah. i mean it's ridiculous because they look they look almost like posters yeah online yeah but they're so not <laughs> i mean seriously like you can take your hand and rub it across it which I mean, is fine because it's acrylic right and you know stands up but i mean it's just there's so much texture to it and it sucks that you can't you know you can't it's really hard to out. capture yeah. that
0: with a lens yeah. it really is especially yep. when you're taking a you know Straight-on picture. Of. So
1: I've started using molding clay a little bit, yeah, and kind of trying to branch out as far as that goes.
0: And adding some depth mm-hmm. and physicality to it. Yep, a yep. bit more tangible.
1: And it looked good. I did Jim Croce's hair like that. Mm, nice, another you know, real yep. curly hair. He does have really curly um, hair? <laughs> did Lady did Lady Gaga? Um, I donated her, um, and she she had beautiful hair. It was one of her um, hanging upside down off of a stage during one of her performances and her hair was just kind of flowing, you know? So she was, she was cool looking, but there's always something about every artist that I paint. Like there's always something that I pick up on that I'm
0: like, okay, that makes you different. You know, you figure out whatever that thing. Yeah, is, like, exactly. Do you try to represent that, the, the spark that you see? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And okay. that's, that's what I try to let people see is like, okay, what do I see when I listen to these people? Well, these are the colors I see. And these are the things that I see that I think are pretty cool, and I guess some other people do too, because people seem to like them. Right? You know, yeah. so
0: yeah. <laughs> people they buy them and they say nice things. Yeah, they, <laughs>
1: they buy them and they say nice things, and one of them even grew legs and walked away.
0: Uh oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's when you know it's really desirable. Did you hear about that? I did not. You didn't. Was that at the oh. Was that at the street market in South Knox?
1: No, no. This was uh, this was actually because um, I always display my artwork, or I try to always display for First Fridays and yeah. stuff. So I'm always trying to have my artwork in some location, physical yeah. location. So I was at a location a few months ago, um, not going to say where, but was at a f- location a few months ago and had a painting um, called Lady Luck. A dolly (laughs) hanging up. Well, when I went to pick up my artwork, Lady Luck wasn't there. Uh, mm. And Lady Luck uh, was nowhere to be found. So my only conclusion is...
0: It just grow legs.
1: She had to grow legs and walk away. Mm. So if anybody out there sees Lady Luck, um, yeah.
0: It it can grow legs twice and come back.
1: (laughs) It could. It could. That would be be sweet. No, but I, I... you know, it's of course I mind being an artist, but at the same point in time, it's like, man, I I hope
0: somebody just loved her that much. Yeah, they really wanted. You it. know, that's yeah. it's a backhanded compliment. It is, it is. A, a
1: buddy of mine was like, hey, you know, you're up there with Picasso. I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I don't. That's not cool. That's not cool, man. <laughs> that's I'm not talk, what I want. I'm talking about, Lee, I'm talking about a painting being stolen, and you're like, hey, no. No, he was he was trying to uh, I think bring out a positive to a negative. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah,
0: I, I would feel mildly complimented in that case. I,
1: I, yeah, I mean, I can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I could see that, but it's just I don't it know. Stings. It does sting a little bit. <laughs> it it's it's sting. a little bit of a sore spot, and it it does sting a Were little. Were you
0: really attached to that particular one?
1: I wasn't really like I wasn't like really attached to it like I'm attached to all my paintings right believe it or not I know where most of them are like I've got this map this is how dorky I am <laughs> I've got this map hanging up and it's got all these pins where all of my paintings are so it's a map this. of the United States and it's got
0: I need to start doing that you will do that <laughs> I, I have a mental list but yeah. there's no like tangible execution to. of it
1: it's so cool
0: I've got more things on the coast than I do in the middle me of me too yeah. me
1: too I've got um I'm Pretty popular, it seems to be, in Florida, for whatever reason, um, and Michigan, and Memphis.
0: Memphis. Don't that, know That why. makes sense. I yeah, mean, well, music. the music
1: for Memphis, yeah. yeah but. Um,
0: I've got a lot of stuff in New Jersey, New York, Vermont. That's cool. Uh, some in Pennsylvania, and uh, Kentucky and West Virginia, and then a lot of it is in Texas, and then California and Denver. Right? That's cool. And then Oregon. I have some in Oregon, too. So, Sweet. Yeah. and yeah,
1: They've got good taste in Oregon.
0: The the away they do, yeah, they really do. Yeah, Um, the furthest away I've sent one is Berlin. Really, I do have a piece in Berlin.
1: See, I haven't, I haven't tried shipping overseas yet.
0: Oh, it was, it was a wreck on my nerves. Was it? But like, I didn't have a problem with it other than you know, wearing myself to death waiting on it. How big was it? It was an eleven by fourteen, I think. Okay, framed. Uh, wrapped very well in bubble wrap and a box inside of a box between bubble wraps again Mm -hmm. Um, and I sent it to a giveaway winner and it was a free giveaway blah 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 it cost me fifty dollars to send it.
1: <laughs> I've had stuff like that happen. I mean, it yeah, was great.
0: I'll send. I told them. either I send messed it up. wherever. Yeah, I yeah. said you know, just enter if you follow me. Go. I'll 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 ship it.
1: And from now on, you're going to put you must be local or be a resident now, I, of the United if, States. If you're if
0: you're an international shipper, you're going to pay me. <laughs> I, if you're an international resident, I'll, I'll split you on the shipping. Yeah, but yeah. otherwise, if you're domestic, I'll
1: I'll send it. Domestic. Shipping's one of those things that. Man, if all I had to do being an artist was paint,
0: I'd be so happy. Oh man! But
1: all those other little things like shipping, because mine are mine are usually pretty big. Yeah. So I have that to go. That can get
0: pricey if it's over a foot by foot.
1: Well, I have to go <laughs> and get like the foam board and yeah. cut the foam board exactly so because I put a piece of foam board on each side make sure the corners are well supported, yeah. then put foam board on the front and the back, and then build the box around it. That's how I ship. That's should. pretty good. So it's, you know, it, yeah, it can get, especially whenever you're sending something like a 36 by 36. Yeah, that's a big thing. It's, yeah.
0: Uh, a friend of mine was recently contemplating about just uh, buying unstretched canvases and rolling it up. And sending good it to
1: luck to that friend.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of what I said. But, but it was easy, like, you know, the buyer pays 400 bucks to ship it or they get paid or they pay 50 bucks to get it
1: yeah. stretched,
0: you know? Yeah. So that's, that's how I feel. I'm not about sure
1: it. how that, I mean, how would that, if you painted that and then had it stretched, would that not,
0: Well, I mean, you, you don't have to put a ton of attention on it yeah. just to have it, you know, on a, just a little a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: see, I have, yeah, you, know, you can tell I have
0: no experience in that. I've whatsoever. only had one thing, uh, you know, stretched, but, uh, I'm sure I'll learn a lot at some point when I get out to Crossville, there's a lady that runs a frame shop that I'm going to interview. So I'll get oh, out cool. there at some point and I'll learn quite a bit. I'm so sure. I look forward to it. But uh, yeah, it it's not like you don't have to stretch it so hard enough to it'll you know stretch the yeah. frame or anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was a very cost effective idea. It is a good idea. Because I would rather pay forty bucks to get something stretched than four hundred bucks to get a whole thing shipped to my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think
1: the most I've ever had as far as shipping goes, like as far as just the shipping costs, not the material. Mm. I think it's about close to hundred bucks to get out to that California. About right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: the fifty dollars I was talking about was just for shipping charges like international. Yeah. And you know, I had $12, 15 bucks in, in the bubble mm-hmm. wrap and the boxes and yeah. everything else.
1: Yep, and then you I know. even
0: put tape on the glass so it holds the glass better. Mm-hmm. Like all the tricks well, I do. listen to you! And I bet it and I
1: bet it made it there perfectly. It
0: did, but it sat about two thirds longer in customs than it said it would. So you know, six yeah. to ten weeks in international customs is normal. It was in there for like I don't know, uh, seventeen weeks or something like that. I
1: think I'm going to try international shipping. I think you've talked me into it. We'll see.
0: Well, just just maybe be I'll way. let you know the There's, first one I did. There is a, there is inherent. <laughs> Thomas, it's your fault. No, I'm inherent investment of uh, of patience yeah. in this because waiting for customs to. Let it go. is yeah. Isn't it like how long does it take to x ray something? Like, I get it. Millions of things. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't stop me from racking my brain here at the house. Like, when is it going to get there? <laughs> <laughs> or the
1: person going, um, excuse me.
0: I was really lucky. The dude didn't yeah. say anything. He, was, I was just told him, like, it's in customs. After that, it'll yeah. be on your way.
1: Well, it's a gift.
0: So you right. can't, you know. He didn't, he didn't like run me up the tree or nothing. Yeah. So it's fine. That's cool. Yeah. Really, really cool person. I don't remember their name at the moment, but awesome. They, they're all right. Awesome. So, West Berlin is cool. Uh, that's the furthest way I got out of it. So, uh, is your workflow a cathartic experience for you? Does it help you remain mildly sane or you know, not does, murder people? It does.
1: It does, unless, well, I mean, it, people think I'm nuts because I can paint with my kids in the background. And, you know, as long as they don't mess with my music, yeah, um, it doesn't really mess with me. Like, I've got two 13-year-olds your
0: focus is- and
1: a nine-year-old. Yeah. So,
0: the you know,
1: well, the 13 year olds are usually, you know, back in their rooms doing their thing. Yeah. And then my little nine year old, Gabriel, loves to talk, 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 talk. <laughs> um, however, I will tell you, though, from sitting and listening to me paint and listen to music, he can identify Queen. The Rolling Stones, the lead singers of almost everything I listen to. So I'm happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've done
1: my job as a parent. Can,
0: yeah, that's a win, right yeah, there. Yeah,
1: a nine that's... year old that can identify that stuff. Yeah, that's fine. I'm good with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd be all right with that. <laughs>
1: but yeah, it definitely is very cathartic for me. Absolutely, it, it brings me down into a zone that really nothing else does. If that makes sense. Yeah,
0: get in, get into the flow state. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. That's a question I like to ask people because I find that in my workflow. And I know not everybody finds it in their workflow. Yeah. But the curious part about it for those that do find it is the where and the how. Yeah. Because we all know what it's like if we know what it's like. But yeah. it's how do you get there and you know, what what do you do to facilitate H, such?
1: Yeah, I think your mind just has to fall into it. I don't think you can't I don't think you can go into it going, Okay, I'm gonna get in this state. I mean, I think I think that it's just something that happens. It's got to happen naturally. Yeah. And I think that you can tell a difference in somebody's work who was in that state versus somebody who wasn't. Because I can look at my work and I can tell you, okay, when I painted this, I was in this state. Or when I painted this... You know, that's why I got
0: rid of it or whatever else, you know, I mean,
1: you know what I'm talking (laughs) about. I mean, how many canvases have you thrown away
0: or painted over, you know, just uh, decided that it was a total wash. (laughs) Yeah. If if my,
1: if I holler for my gesso, if my husband hears me shout for my gesso, he knows what's,
0: what's up. Yeah. Cover it up.
1: Yep. Cover it up. Start again. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's pretty normal, I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I, I definitely find that to be a healthful practice for myself. Yeah. So I like to see how and why it is for other people too, mm-hmm. as a creative person. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have any creative workflow demons? Do you? Does your stuff in your head keep you up at night? Or is, is there anything that just irks you about being a creative person?
1: There's nothing that irks me. But I'll tell you, like, if I'm in the middle of a painting and something doesn't feel right, I'll go in because I paint in the living room. You know, I wish I could have this huge studio and whatnot, but I just Mine's about 8 by
0: 10 and it's upstairs. Don't feel bad. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, seriously,
1: like, mine is in my living room. And I will stand there and just stare at whatever I'm doing. And my husband's like, what What are you doing? (laughs) I'm like, there's something off. And I swear to you, I will sit there and stare and just look and look until I figure it out and until I fix it. Mm Mm-hmm like I can't if there's something off with something I'm doing I can't go to sleep I can't whatever yeah. until it's fixed because it it just grinds on my
0: nerves. Yeah, I know exactly what that's like. I'll have things in my head for weeks, months, however you long. You've got to get takes. it out. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. And it and it, it 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 sits there and it distills in the back of my mind mm-hmm. until I'm either confident in the thing I'm trying to execute on this piece. Yeah. Or it has bugged the piss out of me enough to where I just can't really think of anything else. And that's when I just have to begrudgingly sit down and do this I thing. I
1: saw that raffle piece that you did. Raffle piece? Yeah, didn't you do a raffle piece?
0: Oh, the raffle. Yes, yes I did do the raffle. It's upstairs. I can show it to you okay. like, in person. I
1: saw, Yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. And I was like, that's really cool. And I think you said something about it having having been in your head for a while. Oh, God,
0: so long. Yeah. Um. And, th- and saying that is like two and a half, three months It's generally about the longest I ever really try to let anything fester in the back of my mind. But, um, I just became really enthralled with the challenge of doing eyeballs. Really? Yeah. Well, that's the blue ring and that is Mm -hmm. supposed to be an iris. And, uh, I done a large piece, uh, an eight by 12 at an art park in Waverly, which is an event I go to as often as I can, uh, Waverly Wallace art park, everybody. Um, it's a great place, privately owned, open to the public, 24-7. Uh, go make a mural on any hmm. given wall. There's like 72 surfaces. Seriously? Yeah, it's great. Huh. Um, so I did this piece, sketched it out before I left, got there, did the wall. Big eyeball, storm behind it, lightning strike in the middle. Um, sort of a admiration of destruction and creation kind of piece because the, the town where this uh, happened you know, every quarter or whatever, had just been flooded really bad. So, oh, okay. So uh, a lot of people were doing memorials of victims and, you know, like happy, pretty, colorful things and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people had that sort of uh, creation, destruction, interplay in, in their work as as just some concept that for some reason felt appropriate.
1: No, I think it's absolutely appropriate. I think, I mean, you view things differently and— it's a disaster. I mean, I guess if if you knew some of the people, maybe it would be happy-go-lucky or whatever. But, I mean, if you're looking at it broadly, I think, just yeah. as a catastrophe, it'd be a lot like what you painted.
0: So on that piece, I tried to do a large 8-foot-tall uh, uh, iris, a tricolor iris, yeah. blue, green, and orange. Cool. And uh, that was the first time I'd done something i felt was really technical with spray cans on a wall yeah. at that size and i came home and i was like well i'm not done with this theme so i need to do something else so the thing like different executions of this theme had came out of my come out of my fingers at different yeah. points but i wasn't done with it so i had to do another thing you know
1: yeah i get so, that
0: so the, another thing was the raffle piece and um I think I'm done with it now. Yeah? Yeah. You've gotten all that out of your system? Yeah, I couldn't really do any of my, like, pinstripe geometric mandala style on the wall in Waverly. And I was okay with that because I wasn't trying to do that there. But um, uh, the mandala stuff, vignettes with the gold in the corners, and just a few other things that... For my own personal pleasure, I wanted to incorporate this on top of the idea yeah. that it wouldn't leave me alone. Just is that, the, is that the first stuff.
1: mural you've done? Mm, no, no. They've, I've been asked to do one a couple of times. I'm scared to death. Why? I don't know. It's I, I. just am. It's it's kind of one of those things where I don't know. You know, you step out of your comfort zone, yeah. and you, which which I do quite often. But it's just I don't know. I just something on that size. The largest thing I've ever done is a canvas that was six feet by six feet, and then I had to ship that to Chicago. Oh, that's a no. whole That is a whole nother by train. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. That's but that's
1: right. but that's the largest I've ever done, and it's a mural would be so much larger.
0: Oh, an eight by twelve wall feels like. Uh, I mean, it, it feels yeah. like a wall, but it's really not that big.
1: No, it, it feels not that smaller bad.
0: than it is. Which is always like, "Wow, well, I, I need a bigger wall," <laughs> and I feel like once you get that sort of sensation in your yeah. in, in your uh, in your headspace, it's just another wall, no matter how big it is. Did
1: people watch you do it?
0: Yeah, it's open to the public during yeah. the event, so people can walk through.
1: Yeah, because I'm I'm usually really zoned in when I'm when I'm drawing. So I've only had the only people who have ever really seen me draw is like my family. Yeah, you know, because I don't do it at markets and stuff because it's too
0: yeah. You have to there's focus too, much too much going on. Yeah. yeah,
1: so but I think that I, I would love to do it. I'm just paralyzed. I, I I don't know. There's a fear there.
0: Um. I the first big mural I did was like 50 feet long, eight or nine feet tall in some spots. I didn't do it myself. I did it with a friend of mine. Shout, Nick!
1: Um, I was going to say, go ahead, that's go big or go yeah, home, right? Yeah,
0: uh, Nick Shipley and I, we we do some stuff on walls every now and again, and um, he yeah we we knock that one out on a on a private wall on a friend's property. That's cool. And then uh, I've done four uh, different events at the Walls Art Park, and uh, a couple of different live paint events around town, and then I'll do uh, concerts and events and stuff like. Uh, like at the concourse and things like that, and if I get a wild hair at my ass, I just go sit up in Market Square and paint. You need to get a uh, wall at Bonnaroo. I don't really care for Bonnaroo that no? much. No, I've, I've been several times and yeah. I'm, I'm, I've had my fun with it. Well, see, I
1: went the first six years, like the very first went, six years, and then it changed. I into went something else.
0: Ten and twelve, I think. And so uh, it's super corporate now, and I don't really mm. care for it.
1: it. See, it was not like that. I, I was can, there the I very first imagine. year. I can imagine. And it was like. I mean, you didn't lock anything. You didn't have to worry about anything getting taken. It was, it was. I mean, so not what it is now.
0: Oh yeah, it's definitely not that anymore. <laughs> but yeah,
1: but I mean, it was like that for the first six years that I went. It was, it was a lot like that. Of course, this is before they actually bought the farm. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: you know. But I, I've painted at festivals and done such things. I do really enjoy it. Yeah. I, I like painting with the public around a lot it's fun
1: well maybe i'll get the courage up and do a dolly or something
0: um <laughs> I, I mean if you really just want to do it on a saturday go set up in public without yeah. even an event going on because that's going to be a really relaxed time anyway okay like i i, I do it just when i get bored yeah like I, i've been plenty of saturday nights where i didn't know what to do so i just took like a, a 12 by 24 canvas and went set in public somewhere hmm yeah
1: I guess people just sit there and watch, huh? Some do,
0: and then you know you get the obnoxious ones that come up and ask you what you're doing, and then you don't have a good answer for them, and they're like, "Well, and they walk off. And, you know.
1: See, I did the art slam for uh, Dogwood Arts, yeah, and that's what we did. We painted in Strong Alley. Mm-hmm. There were a bunch of us, and it was interesting because the way, like I said, I draw in shapes, you know, the highlights and low mm-hmm. lights and stuff, and people really could not see what i yeah. was what i was drawing until i started adding the color to it that makes sense yeah i got everything from is that a horse head or, is that this or that and it was johnny uh johnny cash and june carter cash but
0: they couldn't tell they couldn't see it well you're the one that used to look at it all the yeah, time. Exactly. yeah exactly so you're just like ah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you not yeah i'm like seriously
1: there's the eye and there's the i mean come on
0: yeah it's yeah that, that's funny and it I don't even know what's gonna happen. I, sometimes I just sit in on a piece and don't have any end yeah. goals. So I'll be I'll be in public painting something. People come up to me. What are you doing? You, you know, you got something going on here. Like, yeah, um, I'm just sort of doing this right now. And they're like, oh, you don't have any like, idea what you're doing. Like, no, just like going with the flow. Yeah. And they're just like, oh. <laughs>
1: well they i and the, mean
0: I, it's not for them it's for me so it doesn't matter
1: yeah that's what i was going to uh, say I but mean,
0: it cracks me up to see the the wide array of re- uh, reactions a person can get doing mm-hmm. your thing in public i'm never not entertained by like being you know painting live at a concert or at yeah. a bar or something that's cool it's great that's um, cool but the art part's pretty laid back you know it's not swamped with people and you're generally only talking to the people you want to talk to anyway so yeah. it's all right
1: well see i paint with my earbuds
0: A lot of people do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, for me, it's so that I can listen to the music and, you know, put on canvas what I'm getting in my head. Yeah. So, if that makes sense.
0: Do you put songs on repeat?
1: Uh, Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Like, um, I did Janis Joplin not too long ago, and it was all about Bobby McGee.
0: That just the one yeah, song? Yeah, just that one song. D- do you ever loop like three or five songs? Sometimes or do you, you just nail yeah. it down to a small group. Yeah, some,
1: one? sometimes I'll I'll listen to a whole album. Sometimes, but you know, with other paintings, if it's inspired by one specific song, I'll usually write that on the back. Yeah. Yeah, on the on the wooden part, the frame, in, on the back, I'll say, you know, inspired by
0: whatever song it was. Well, that's like, good. specifically, yeah. yeah. And you'll loop that mm-hmm. the whole time you're yep. painting, like mm-hmm. from beginning to yeah.
1: end. Yeah. I do?
0: how long is that generally
1: oh gosh um how long does it take me to paint somebody pretty much yeah like well i mean how if it's like thing? one of my more common sizes is like a 24 by 24 so that takes me i don't know a couple of days two or three days so you I'll get have a lot that, of that same song.
0: yeah you find yourself just singing it in the car i do
1: it's weird <laughs> but it's i'll tell you the craziest thing though and my hey my, I have my thirteen-year-old sitting here next to me. How many songs have you ever turned on that Mom didn't know the lyrics to? None. None. See, none.
0: <laughs> Is that good or bad?
1: It's a great thing. It's a great thing. <laughs> of course, you know he doesn't play. You, there are certain genres that you know he can no play that on. I that I wouldn't know. Right, but. Put on any classic rock song, any anything from that time period, and I can. It's really strange. Like the lyrics just pop into my head.
0: (laughs) It's really weird. (laughs) I mean, I guess when you uh, have them on repeat for that long, whether you choose to remember it or not, they just come to you. I
1: mean, it's uh, and some of them I don't play like that. Some of them I can hear once, and and there it is. It's just it's kind of one of those things where yeah, probably eighty percent of my brain is taken up with random lyrics.
0: So do you do you interpret the the colors the same way every time you hear the song?
1: No, not necessarily. So
0: Mm-mm. So it's not always the same twice. No.
1: It's not always the same twice. No. So
0: what do you do with that when you're trying to make one picture?
1: <laughs> because I usually if I if I keep my focus like if I keep my focus on the song it doesn't change up on me. But if I listen to it and then go listen to something else for a little while and then something else and then try to come back to that original it'll one, change. it'll change on me. Mm. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's not it's not something that stays, you know, focused if I if I don't make a conscious effort so to you stay focused. You really
0: have to stay in the groove on yeah.
1: that. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> and what sucks is, you know, if your mood changes or something and, you know, you're you you hear the song differently or you pick up A new lyric. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So it's, I mean, it can throw you off. It can, absolutely. But having the song on repeat is, that's cool. I don't mind it.
0: Have you ever been in the middle of a piece and then you just catch or interpret a lyric differently and it just changed the whole thing? The whole
1: thing. And I have (laughs) gessoed over it and thrown it out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's happened um, a couple of times, actually.
0: Can you name one?
1: I tried to do Janet Jackson once. And, and it was not no. It didn't work out for no. You. It did not work out for me. I was listening to the Rhythm Nation album, and I don't know why, but I had it down like I had her drawn out, and I had her the way I wanted her. And then my, it was like my colors turned to mud. Oh no! Does that ever does that ever happen to you? Just
0: where it just doesn't look yeah, right or good. They
1: just yeah. look muddy. And it I tried two or three different times to do that, and I never could get her quite right so you'll you there's no you know painting of janet in my portfolio because never made it to completion
0: that's fair yeah i i try really hard since i use the neon colors i try really hard not to put the green and the yellow next to each other yeah because under the black light they look so similar yeah and it makes me so mad because when you look at them in regular light there's there's they're not similar at all but they the way they um the way they reflect is just too similar and it drives me wild. So I have to be like I have to be very conscious not to put them together in in the context of how they're going to look in a different lighting scenario. But I love the way they look when they're next to each other in a normal lighting yeah. scenario. So it's this conflict I've got about it and um I'm just like, well, I need to put some red or blue between them so they don't look all stupid when I turn the UV light on. And I, that's one of those things I have to battle with myself yeah. and I'll just, I'll get to the end of a piece. and I'm like, well, I really screwed this up. Like yellows and greens next to each other everywhere. Dots, lines, points, everything. <laughs> yep. Way to go. And I can't, there's only so much you can do to salvage anything. So yeah. I, I kind of have figured that out in my workflow at this point. Uh, I've been working on this style for a couple of years now, so I've really got a good feel for it. Just so you know
1: when you're trucking along, and then oh, maybe yeah. you're having yeah.
0: And then accidentally, sometimes you'll make a piece in some axis asymmetrical, and you're just like, ha, hmm. <laughs> like now I have to have interrupted patterns in these spots, and remember not to repeat this pattern that I've been doing for the last 20 minutes in this one spot now. In See, these I two think places. that's so
1: cool the way that you do, the way that you do it because there's not like. The only way mine's symmetrical is if I get somebody who's very symmetrical in the yeah. face, you know.
0: I well, I I try to do uh like figure drawing, yeah. human figure drawing, and that's to push myself on the opposite end of the spectrum shape wise. Yeah, I like drawing people; they're great, you know, subjects to to replicate on paper. Mm-hmm. And it's totally contrasting to what I do for fun and in my creative process mm-hmm. because smooth, continuous lines and you know edges and all that things like yeah. there are no hard vertices on a human form. No. And, uh, I draw a lot of those. So yeah. I try to try to switch it up and keep myself on my toes, but I often don't draw faces and hands and feet. So I know what it's like to really yeah. just like, mm.
1: I do, I've done some nudes, which is, which is kind of out of, you know, out yeah. of my comfort zone.
0: And I normally draw new models and yeah. that's, and that's, it's a headspace, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, it's always a challenge for me just because like I'm intently there to challenge my artistic mm-hmm. involvement because I do all this regimented geometric stuff all the yeah. time. So the randomness and that's the softness why I, of that's it. That's
1: exactly yeah. why I did, a, you know, try to do that because, you know, I had a friend of mine tell me, you know, it's, it's everybody, every artist needs to do a nude. And I'm like, well, I've never really done one. I,
0: try. <laughs> I guess I can. And
1: hey, it, like I said, go big or go home. My first nude was a, um. 36 by 48 canvas
0: oh, there you go so it was yeah that's a sizable piece but you yeah. know
1: i i ended up loving it
0: well there you go that's yeah. the important part
1: no i mean it's not sold yet done. i don't care if it ever sells it's in my probably, house and yeah. i love it yeah. yeah
0: that's great uh it's got
1: like, it's very geometric behind it by the oh, way oh nice yeah a lot yeah. of geometric shapes behind her cool
0: like low poly sort mm-hmm. of looking. i like that aesthetic a lot yeah um I've done a lot of like red red charcoal drawings and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know just charcoal drawings in general with with my uh, figure drawing and some of them I really really enjoy. I, there's something about the charcoal pencils and how you can shade with them and like lay them on their edge and tilt it this way or tilt it that yeah. way and roll it. And I, it's such a versatile pencil. I really really enjoy using them. I'm
1: too much of a neat freak to do it. <laughs> I've, got, I've got this I don't know I, this neat freak thing that I can't it just gets everywhere yeah i don't like writing ads. on chalkboards yeah
0: but i will take a, a, a graphite pencil or something you know a, a charcoal pencil and run it across newsprint like it ain't nothing <laughs> i don't the sensation is so similar and i'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about chalkboards but not about the charcoal pencils yeah I, uh, it's it's so similar of a sensation to drag a charcoal pencil across a piece of newsprint as it is to take a piece of chalk across a chalkboard but i hate one of them and loathe its existence oh my Isn't that god crazy yes that's crazy yes it's terrible Uh, and i hate it because i I can't even listen to it yeah no you really do have chill bumps yeah that's funny it's not it's not even a joke (laughs) i hate chalkboards i hate them they're so cute and the aesthetic is great and like the nostalgia is there yeah but i never want to touch one ever again yeah
1: no i don't blame you
0: i don't blame you at all (laughs) no so do you have any um Any other mediums you work in other than paint, past, present?
1: Um, I have worked with um, oil pastels in the past. Um, Not a master of them by any means. Um, But I do enjoy them, and I enjoy accenting some of my acrylic pieces with the oil pastel. Um, I've tried watercolor before. Kudos to every watercolor artist (laughs) out there. I'm serious. I can't control it. I don't know what it is. I watercolors i wish i could but i can't
0: i I try my hand every few months
1: yeah yeah and it's it just looks like a big mess to me
0: when i do it <laughs> i'm working on a piece i collaborate i'm going to collaborate with a friend of mine in nashville i've got i just need to send it to him i'm being really lazy but that's all right uh, i did a watercolor cave and he's gonna. Oh, cool! Um, it's like a, a view from the inside looking out, and he's gonna draw like this big monster out in the Oh, field that's somewhere. cool! Yeah, he likes drawing creatures and monsters and things and.
1: Like a sci-fi guy. Yeah,
0: he's yeah. he's big into sci-fi things and, and other various forms of art that are really cartoony and enjoyable to the both of us. So you know like, what
1: you know what I'm about to do.
0: Go, Speaking d- of sci-fi, drop it, drop it on me. Let's go.
1: Yeah, a present for my husband for Christmas. I'm going to wait, wait, wait.
0: No, it's It's... okay. He knows. He
1: knows. (laughs) Huge canvas. Haven't decided what size yet. Battlestar Galactic. All All the all the spaceships, you know, that were in the in the um, armada. I'm going to do all those. Oh goodness. That is his like favorite show of all time. So I'm going to attempt to do that. Which is something that I have never...
0: And you're going to hang it proudly in the home somewhere where everybody No, can he
1: said. No, he says if it's good,
0: he's going to take it to work. <laughs> if it's good. If
1: it's good. He's going to hang so, it in his office? Yeah, he uh-huh. said so.
0: He said so. Yeah. you going to hold him to it? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am.
1: <laughs> and I, then I'll know that if he leaves it at home...
0: It's not... It's oh, not very... Oh, he set the bar. Yeah, he did. He put himself in a he corner. He did. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the surprise of this conversation, sir. You put yourself in a corner. <laughs> Not that you're getting this for Christmas. It's that like you put yourself in a corner.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, are there any mediums you want to use in the future? I'd love to use oil. Do you have patience for that? I do I, not. I, I don't.
1: I do not. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying is I would love to do oil. I think that the texture is amazing.
0: I really do. Yeah, I agree. But
1: I just don't have the patience for it.
0: I can't wait three weeks for something to dry. No,
1: I can't either. And it takes even longer than that for it to cure when it's all finished. I mean, you can't, you, how long do you have to wait to mail an oil
0: painting? I don't know.
1: Painting? I mean, I, longer
0: th- the answer is something I have Longer no than you to, have. Yeah, yeah. I have no desire to find out.
1: Yeah. So maybe somebody who is an, as a, yeah, oil painter can tell us, but I have no clue.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you're an oil painter, chime in. That'd be great. Yeah. Let us know.
1: Yeah. That'd be awesome. In
0: the comments below, LOL. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't have the patience for it. I've tried it. I've used it. I just I cannot like you. You've you've seen my super secret studio here. Uh, I have paintings everywhere. Oh yeah. So, so it's uh it's I I don't I'm I'm true too productive too pro- prolific to set aside the time for that thing to dry and cure properly right. because I just lean stuff up in the corner like yeah. and if if I lean something on top of that then it's screwed. You
1: yeah, know? Like, that's why I use acrylic because it's acrylic is like the workhorse of the art world. Yeah. It's, you know, you can touch acrylic, you can whatever, it just it's really hard to mess up acrylic.
0: It is. It really and is. And
1: being in my house with three, you know, the three kids, if it makes it out of my house without being messed up, I'm not worried about it at yours. <laughs> you know, so It's,
0: so it's it, already passed the test. Yeah,
1: absolutely. If my kids can't destroy it, you can't either.
0: Excellent. So I think that's a good test. Yeah, yeah, it I do too. Um,
1: it gets, punch, it gets, punch it the gets a little rowdy, right? Arm, yeah. It gets a
0: little rowdy. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not. I've put my feet through things that have been, uh, you know, laid up in the corner of the house. You know, have just, you really? oh yeah, just like stumbling around the house and accidentally step on <laughs> something. And you know what? I had to cut p- p- uh, other holes in that piece to make it look like it was intentional. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I did it. Oh I, God! I really did it.
1: Well, I had, um, I just installed a bunch of my artwork at um, uh, Hodges Library Mm -hmm. on UT campus. And we were hanging one of the paintings, and it it fell off the wall as soon as we hung it, and it broke the frame. Mm. Luckily, though, somehow, I don't know how, I was able to get it back into the groove that it needed to go in. And it's like nothing ever happened. <laughs>
0: well, there you
1: but go. where you know where the um the staples are in yeah. the frame, it pulled loose right hmm. there. You so so I carefully just carefully it, it back together. Yeah, so I just popped it back into place and fingers crossed, not saying which painting it is, but
0: it's up there, it's up and there and it's
1: and it looks good and, and you know it's it didn't warp it, it didn't do anything like that. So so far I've been lucky.
0: Yeah, that's very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so outside of uh, what you see when you listen to music, do you have any external influences that that work their way into your art, um, or not? That's a good question.
1: Um, yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Um, you know, um, like for example, with Dolly Parton, I've probably painted her more than any other musician that I've painted. Um, her philanthropy um really made it into one of the ones that I did um, it was called Lady Butterfly and I painted her as a superhero mm-hmm. because honestly I mean she does with a a, with everything she's she done people see her that way and and for good reason yeah um yeah and that's absolutely an external force that that made me do that and actually the lady who bought that um I believe she can correct me if I'm wrong but I believe she is one of the librarians at Central High School. So she said something about possibly hanging it in there. So I don't know if it ever got hung up there, or yeah. If if you go to Central, let me know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, but yeah. um, but that one, Lady Butterfly, definitely was an external thing. Do
0: you have any other similar cases?
1: Um, you know, I there was there was one um where I painted uh, Johnny Cash. Um, it's called the end, and I actually still have that painting. It's in my in my shop online, and it's actually at um, Hodges Library okay. hanging up. Um, I called it the end, and it was inspired by um the nine inch nails cover he did hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't so much inspired by the sound of it. It was inspired by the visual. Of of the the video. Yeah,
0: which was shot really well. Which
1: was absolutely one of the most powerful things I've ever seen. It's a really dramatic video. Yeah, and that one, that one was not, that one had nothing to do with what I see and everything to do with what I saw on screen. You know, with, with everything that, you know, everybody else can see too. So that was more of an external force on me than any of his music.
0: That's that's kind of the opposite of how you work. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Which was really crazy. But I just, for some reason, after I watched that, I was like, I've got to paint
0: this. That didn't happen very often, or, does it?
1: No, it doesn't.
0: No, it doesn't Not happen to me either. Yeah. It's, it But when you see that thing, it strikes you. And now you're like, oh, man, mm-hmm. like, I need to do my version of this.
1: Yeah. And I, and I did. And I was really happy with it. I was really happy with the way it came out. And again, a lot of it was about his eyes. And I don't know what it is with me and eyes, too.
0: But I have... They're, they're a powerful... They're an iconic mm-hmm. thing. You, yep. you get drawn to it.
1: Yeah. And his are so... I mean, they're so soulful and so deep. And there's just so much behind his eyes. And, you know, there are people who... Really don't have much there, and there are other people who, you, their whole life stories in their eyes.
0: Yeah, you true. Uh, and there's a lot of very uh, close-up footage of his face Yeah, in that video, mm-hmm. too, so you get a really good shot. And he's older in that video, yeah. too.
1: You know, it's just every wrinkle and every crease and every crevice you can see, and it's just like, there's a story behind every one of them. You just you, know there is. <laughs>
0: you cannot deny the realism that is trying to be oh, yeah. put forth in that video. Oh, yeah. It makes me want to go look up the cinematographer and like set design people for that thing now because I'm nerdy. I go dig into that that's sort okay. of stuff.
1: So I'm too. Yeah. that's all good.
0: <laughs> I, I want to know the people that made it look that way. Yeah, I mean, uh, whoever
1: did that. I mean, the, those are true artists. Yeah, and and artists can be used, you know, for so many different things. Just, I think an artist is whoever's
0: passionate about what they do. And I I like talking to the passionate people yeah. because the passionate people are usually the folks that can articulate. Mm-hmm. Their thoughts and inflections on the topic, at yeah. you know, whatever the topic is, the best, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And uh, I, I like listening to people talk and I like talking to people myself, mm-hmm. that's why I do this. And you know, there's there'll be a lot of times where I'll sit at home and like uh, the Hollywood Reporter does these video series on YouTube of uh, entertainment industry roundtables, yeah, of, you know, writers, directors, actors, all that stuff, and you'll get. Mm-hmm you know, five, six people around a table that are top tier people in their field of the entertainment industry yeah. or whatever it is they do. And they sit there and talk for 45 minutes. And I just sit there and drool. Like, <laughs> I'll
1: have to listen to that. I'll I never, I'll have I to check I really that out. enjoy that. Cool. Um,
0: it's just passionate people talking articulately about the things that they do and the intricacies of it really entertain me. Hmm. Um, even down to the really technical stuff or the, you know, the, well,
1: that's why the, you do what you do with the yeah, podcast. That's sweet. This,
0: it's part of it. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like having those conversations myself, as yeah. much as I like being the fly on the wall for those conversations.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Because it's fun to be yeah. involved in these conversations. Well, you
1: just get to pick the brain of you know whoever you're talking to. Yeah, which is which is really neat because <laughs> yeah, I mean you can't really I don't know you don't get into that deep of detail in just a, a black know, and white a, p- yeah. picture on a screen. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's fun and I I very much enjoy these interactions. On top of uh, the interactions via any other, you know, yeah. social space, because I like seeing people's voices come out of people's faces. Yeah, it, it it entertains me in a way that you don't get anywhere else.
1: So, do I look like what you thought I would?
0: Uh, I try not to do that. You
1: don't do that. I, I really Are you try. Serious? Not, yes,
0: I really try not to do that. Oh come on. Um, I mean, I looked at your social media, so I saw you yeah. there. But I really try not to have any. I try to leave it as open-ended as possible until we sit here in front of this microphone. So you
1: couldn't tell my age due to I, the due to the people that I paint.
0: I wasn't worried about it.
1: No, like, I'm curious. No, I really, I, didn't, I honestly
0: didn't think about it. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, I, like I said, I just try to leave it as open-ended yeah. as possible because if I do anything to sort of like cage this moment and in my yeah. mind before we get here and do this thing, it's not as genuine as it could be because I've already put some form gotcha. of expectations on it. That's true. From my own end, and I just I feel guilty if I do that. It, it's not the, thing. the only
1: reason I say that's because most people are like, You give away your age with who you paint. I'm I, like, You know what? I don't care. I'm 42 and proud.
0: Like, do something from Gone know? with the Wind, then. I like, mean, I, yeah. It's I really mess with people in their perceptions. Like, I painted this when I was 17, Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, I have to mess with people like that sometimes. It I, is fun. And a lot of people see my art. And they think I do a lot of drugs because I do really psychedelic stuff. Yeah. And that's par for the course. It's it's hilarious. People ask me, like, what were you on when you did this one, man? I was like, Well, I was on the couch. Like <laughs>
1: Are you serious? Yeah. You've actually been asked that? Yeah. Oh
0: my god. Oh, dude. People ask all sorts of stuff, uh, with my subject matter. I can imagine yours lends itself to a bit more uh, niche amount of conversation. But a
1: little bit, uh, yeah.
0: People I have no fear to hurl questions at me like that. That's Just so based funny. on the nature of the images I present to them, and I find it very entertaining.
1: Now, the, do they do this before they see you,
0: or uh, any time? As right. long as the art and those images are present, they're like, "Wow, man, you must do drugs." I'm like, eh, "Sometimes, but not really." Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not, it does. I think they always assume that I'm way more than what actually that you're happened. way that you're way cooler than you're. Know, yeah, playing. I guess that must be. I'm it. just kidding. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm not as crazy as people think I am, based on the images I produce. Yeah, and that really cracks them up.
1: Well, people, a lot of times with what I paint and stuff, they're like, oh, well, you know, you must be able to sing or play an instrument. Nope. <laughs> right. I can't carry a tune in a basket, and I can keep the beat on drums, and that's about it.
0: If I'm lucky, I can tap my foot at yeah. time. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so that's, you know, I, I hate to say it. I wish I was musically inclined, but painting's about all you're going to get out of me.
0: I, I played... Music in elementary school, middle school, but I never really found an instrument that I had to stick with just yeah. because I couldn't put it down. But now I, I, somewhat ironically play the jaw harp with my friends <laughs> and, uh, you know, I have, I have very talented music, uh, musically inclined friends. Yeah, and, They're uh,
1: fascinating, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're great. To sit and talk to musicians and just watch them create. I did, it, I did create. It yesterday. Yeah. Uh,
0: they're, yeah. they're so cool. The three gentlemen I had around the table yesterday were all musicians in yeah. some form or fashion and, uh. Another one painted, another one ran lights and sound, and another one takes like a wildlife photography and does mm-hmm. mixed media artwork. Like I said, I have a, a very uh, creative social circle. That's cool. I sat down with those guys yesterday, which I'll probably publish today if you're listening to this later. Blah blah blah. Time is funny. Um, but yeah, that's what happened yesterday, and it was it was a, <laughs> a fun spicy conversation. It was two of the guys that were on my first episode, and another friend of mine that I'd interviewed throughout cool. the year. So. uh We just kick back and and talk shit. Yeah, musicians
1: musicians are some of the best people in the world. I swear they are. Before I had my kids and before I got married and everything else, I I used to live with a couple of musicians. And seriously, just to watch them play, and and watch them as they create something new. You know, because these weren't just guys that played. You know, whoever's like cover songs and things like that. These guys actually wrote their own music. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just fascinating just to sit and watch.
0: Yeah. How, how they parse things together mm-hmm. is always an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, the more foreign, the medium, the more fun I have watching people do it. Like, yeah. And I, I can kind of read music and I understand I've been able to read music. I know sort of what's going on. You're on better
1: stage. than I am. Cause I can't,
0: <laughs> well, it's, it, it doesn't serve me any now. So yeah. it's not like that's a skill I use all the time, but it's fun to watch people work together to do a communal thing on stage. I, I I like watching my friends jam. Mm-hmm. Like, like
1: jam bands and oh, stuff, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so they, it's it's just fun to watch them play in that context mm-hmm. because I know I know them so well outside of that context. It's fun to Which watch them.
1: Which jam bands do they listen to?
0: Oh, man. Um, Grateful Dead, Fish, Mo, um I listen to a lot of widespread panic. Yeah, Panic, Spongle, yeah. STS-9, like all that good stuff. We're, we're all knee deep, and I'm sure they know ones that, I don't even know that it exists and they listen to it all the time, but, uh, I'm a big STS nine and, and, uh, Mo and, uh, panic fan. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I'm so proud of people when they come to my booth and stuff at like markets because I've got a sticker of a painting that I did of JB. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so proud of them when they know who it is. <laughs> I can't tell you how, Oh, it makes me so happy. To know that there are people, other people out there that like Panic that know exactly who it is. And um, there's a guy that owns, I think it's the Hemp House in Knoxville. He came by and actually bought a painting that I did called Home Team. And it was of Todd Nance and JB and Dave Schools and Mikey. So, and
0: they, and and they an knew who spot. it was, yeah.
1: you know, and they they had so much appreciation for the band, and there's so many people who, who
0: just don't know who it is. So that one's off to a good home. Yes, yes. <laughs>
1: he actually sent me a photo, and I was very, very pleased about that.
0: Excellent. Yeah. I love it when they find appropriate homes.
1: Yes, and that was definitely appropriate for yeah. that one.
0: Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, So we're, we're rounding out about the hour now. Uh, I've got one question I normally ask at the top of the show that I haven't asked yet. Okay. Um, What's it like being a creative person in Knoxville right now?
1: Um, you know, it's actually very welcoming in Knoxville right now. There are a lot of small businesses, um, who are really immersed in the art community right now. They want local artists in their businesses. They want to showcase that. Mm -hmm. They want to work with local artists. Um, I think that as far as the artists themselves go, everybody's really supportive of each other um, for the most part from what I've found. Um, You know, I love to get on social media and highlight other local musicians. That's a lot of fun for me just because there's so much talent. Yeah, there's a lot of talent. I think Knoxville is, is probably more packed with talent per capita than any other city that I know of.
0: I won't disagree with that at all. There's a lot of creative people here.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, and I mean, just extremely talented people. I mean, and and it, from everything, um, you know, there's a guy that uh, does woodworking. Um, he's rough cut on mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, if you guys don't follow him, please do. He's awesome. Um, some of the things that he can that he does with woodworking is just breathtaking. I mean, I, if you look him up later if you get a chance yeah, well, but i mean just absolutely breathtaking and it's you know we've got painters we've got sculptors we've got musicians we've got dancers we've got so many there's so many creatives here
0: you know i agree and you can find out about any first friday you go like yeah. you pick one yeah and, and, walk absolutely. Around and you'll find you know yeah hundreds of creative people out displaying their uh-huh. wings
1: and that's why i always try to have something on display somewhere yeah you know um and i think it's it's that part of of being an artist that we don't necessarily like which is the marketing
0: aspect of I, it a lot a lot of us aren't great at that including myself
1: well the only reason that i can do it or even enjoy it a little bit is i was a journalist before i had my family
0: oh yeah so
1: go. i was yeah i was a print journalist so i'm familiar with you know media releases i'm familiar with you know what it takes to to really get things out there for people to see so luckily i had that background
0: um, yeah, useful yeah. yeah it's very useful yeah, very.
1: um so you know i think as as a creative person if you can find your niche and if you can get it out there among the masses you can absolutely do it full-time you know and and um i Actually, did a panel with um, the University of Tennessee not too long ago on how to monetize your artwork.
0: And you know, is, is that available somewhere?
1: Um, I don't know. I know they recorded it for their class, but um, you know, anytime anybody ever asks me anything about monetizing, I will absolutely take my time and talk to you about it. Um, it's it. There are a couple of things that you have to make sure that you do, and if you do those things.
0: Then, you're pretty, well then set. you're
1: pretty well set. Get
0: your bases covered, yeah. kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and Excellent. I could actually do it full time now myself. And my husband's a police officer, so you know he doesn't—he's not like independently wealthy, you right. know. Um, but I am able to do it full time just because of the marketing background that yeah. I had. And I don't really, and en- you know, I don't enjoy that side of it as much as I do painting. But luckily, I've got that background.
0: And, and that's as. Um opposed as it seems to doing what you're doing it really comes in handy yeah it does yeah that's a really black and white hard skill that's really complementing the soft skill you have as as being a creative person yeah that's awesome i got lucky yeah you did (laughs) just (laughs) lucked out it's it's that's a difficult dichotomy to really manage yeah it it is and uh the people that are really good at it they will say it's hard to manage and the people that aren't really good at it will cuss about how hard it is to figure out Mm -hmm. and i've because as artists, I, I on both sides of we don't want to
1: toot our own horn. I mean, it's not something we want to do because we don't. A lot of times, we don't create for other people; we create for ourselves.
0: And when I'm done with it, at, it's for other people. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah but you know, you initially, see what I'm saying. Initially, initially, initially it's for you. It's for you. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people have a hard time going, "Hey, look at me," you know. And and nobody wants to do that. But there are ways that you can do it effectively, and get yourself out there. So that you can support yourself as a working artist.
0: Excellent. Um, here's here's sort of an oddball question that I, I have trouble with every now and again. Uh huh. When does what you create become art? Oh gosh. Um, do, do you bestow that title from the beginning, or does it happen somewhere in the process?
1: I think it happens somewhere in the process. I don't. I don't think that you. I don't think that I can say just because I'm a quote unquote. Full time artist, whatever the heck that means, yeah. it just means I make money from my artwork. Um, luckily, thank God. Um, I think it becomes art when somebody looks at it that way, when it's artwork to somebody else. You know, when, so, so
0: the the perception of the viewer.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it has everything to do with that. Um, you know, as artists, everything's art to us because. It comes from our soul. It comes from yeah. our, our creative flow. But I think that it becomes art when it's seen that way by other people.
0: I like that Does answer. Does that make sense? I like that answer a lot. Yeah. Um my the conclusion I've come to most often, because I think about this every now and again, is, is when I decide to share the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've created it. I went through the exercise I need to, for myself. And I may or may not have given myself time to appreciate it just yeah. as a thing that I've done in my hands and I'm now finished with. But when I hand it off in some metaphorical sense to somebody and go, What do you think? Yeah, Because well, you're
1: opening yourself up. You yeah, really it's, are.
0: It's the decision to let other people have an opinion about it. Mm-hmm. Because I've done the thing. It's solely mine up until that point. And right. that's when another person's opinion can... like. And I'll justifiable senses be thrust upon this thing because oh, that's yeah. where you're putting it.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and I have heard, I, I have a habit of doing this, just so everybody knows, um, like First Friday shows. I'll go to my own First Friday show, but I don't, inter- I don't introduce myself. I don't do anything but stand there.
0: Oh, yeah. Because I, I
1: want to know what you think without knowing that you're talking to the artist. Mm. So I've sat there and I've heard some great things and I've sat there and I've heard some pretty nasty things.
0: But, but you, you, you gotta be both.
1: but you gotta be able to take it both. Yeah. You, you know, and you
0: you have to, yeah. I, I like being a fly on the wall when mm-hmm. I have art on display. And I it's not often that I'm just like, here's a sign at the table, come talk to the artist. Yeah, you know, I'll exactly. be in the corner of the bar sipping a beer, just watching people run around mm-hmm. and look at it. And I I greatly enjoy that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's awesome. Well that's
1: why I've got a little bit of anxiety too, so that's another reason why I don't go, Hey, look at me you know. Yeah, and, and,
0: and I I very much enjoy watching my art speak for itself. Me too. And uh, because I enjoy it, it makes me happy. I hope that someone out there also sees it and gets some sort of positive reaction out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like seeing that. And when people walk up on it and turn their nose, what is this? I just have to laugh because it's like, Uh, I know exactly what it is. uh Uh-huh. But if they don't get it that's not their fault
1: yeah no it's not their fault and it's not your fault either. no
0: it's really not <laughs> you know it's, it's just
1: all it is is just a little bit of a disconnect and that's okay because not everything was meant to connect
0: yeah and I, sometimes i've got really abstract ideas that end up on this canvas and i can't expect everybody to stretch their how, brain but to how fit my cool
1: things. is it when they actually do oh i it.
0: love it um, it's yeah so the event before last i did at the art park I did the creature called a shroomy fish. It's okay. just a hybrid jellyfish mushroom looking creature that yeah. that I draw that just lives rent free in my brain as this pretty thing that just floats around in my brain. It's cool. just this creature that's always there. Um, so, I, you know, if I get bored and don't really know what to draw, I'll draw another version of this thing. And it's yeah. just a thing I'm used to drawing and really comfortable with. So I draw it all kinds of ways. And I drew two on this wall at the at the event. And I heard this guy from like 40 feet away. Go, oh man, the mushrooms look like jellyfish, and I'm just like turn around, turn around. Like, exactly. Up, yes. <laughs> He's like, man, that looks like something you'd see in a Japanese video game. And I was like, yes. Uh huh. So he just kept rolling, gave me three or four compliments like that, and I was riding on a high after that. So I was like, yeah. you get it, thank you so much. You know, I did everything but kiss him on the cheek. Yeah. Like, yay!
1: That's cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: The and those moments are few and far between. They but really when They are. happen.
0: Oh man, it's great. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. But I, I, I normally do things that are pretty abstract and, and yeah. less realism. So it's hard for people to look at one of my mandals and be like, oh, yeah, that's one of these, yeah. you know, because you can't really say that about that. You either find it aesthetically pleasing in some way or not. And yeah. it's more black and white for things that are more abstract, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like seeing the gray areas. People are willing to put themselves in to understand what's going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> they, they contort. It's their, always entertaining. They contort their logic. somewhere. Yeah. pretty funny. Sometimes. Yeah, they do. But, um, <laughs> so the last question I like to ask is, uh, who or what would you like to hear in the format on the, on the podcast in the future? Do you uh-huh. have any, uh, artists, people that inspire you that you'd like to hear any, uh, any business owners that interact with the uh, creative scene in Knoxville, you'd like to hear them on here. You want to like have that.
1: Paris Woodhall
0: on here. I would like to have Paris. Woodhull you need
1: on to here. have her on here because she is. She can take the simplest drawing and put so much life into it. It's crazy, you know. The animations that she does. Mm-hmm. She she. I, I don't know what it is, but just it's just almost like these these simple little things convey so much. Through her,
0: I think I've actually reached out to her at some point, and uh, may next year be able to get her on here. She's busy.
1: Yeah, you also need to get Stanton Webster from Postmodern Spirits.
0: Okay, I know Stanton. Stanton yeah.
1: is phenomenal. I cannot say enough about Stanton. Love him to death. Um, he is probably one of the most supportive business owners in my mind, as far as mm. you know, first Fridays and things go. Um, he's Stanton's wonderful. And I would love to hear his take on, on why it is he is so passionate about supporting artists.
0: Well, that's great. Uh, like breaking into that sort of genre of person is something I haven't really done yet. But yeah. I do want to interview like brewers and distillers and business owners. And, yeah, you, know, I think you should. And they are not uh, excluded from this uh, this network I'm trying to build yeah, here. Yeah, because I want
1: to know why. I Because mean, right. they don't have to. Yeah, the they thing. really don't. They don't have to support us, but most of them do mm-hmm. and they do to an amazing amount. So I would like to know
0: why. Yeah. Right. That, you know, that'd I be mean, seriously, um, uh, I, I like Stanton. Yeah. I know I'm, uh, not, I, I'm familiar with him through, uh, through the social scene in Knoxville and, uh, a, a cousin of mine's a really good friend with him. They brought him yeah. to still together and whatnot. So, uh, I would like to sit down and have that conversation. That would be a very fun one. Well, I will you tell have to, him
1: that Carol wants him on the podcast.
0: I'll have to, I'll have to bend his ear about mm-hmm. it. Um, what I think you need to do now that I don't think you did at the top of the show is plug your socials and tell people your website and where they can okay. find your stuff.
1: Um, well, my socials are really easy on Facebook and Instagram. It's just K Um, And Miller is exactly how it sounds. It's L-O-C-K-M-I-L-L-E-R. Um, my website is KlockmillerArt.com. Um, I used to be on Etsy. Um, I kind of, I outgrew Etsy a little and then decided to go out on my own with my own website now. So I'm off Etsy and on my own. Um, I'm not on Twitter. Um, I'm not on, you know, like deviant art, things like that. Yeah. I'm not on any of that. Like I said, I'm older, so you will find me on Instagram and you will find me on Facebook and on my, on my own
0: website. <laughs> and I think that covers the basis pretty well. Yeah. That's three spots easy to get to. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well thank you very much. Uh, I've had a fun conversation. This has been a good episode of the KAAMP. If y'all want to support the podcast, you can uh, do the thing via Anchor. I have the listener support options available. Um, it would be really, really nice if y'all went and did that for me. It would help me keep this thing rolling. Otherwise, you can uh, go buy art from me, aka the twisted wrist on Instagram, Thomas Zachary be the name. Uh, I have all kinds of pieces up for sale right now. I'm doing my year-end fire sale. Uh, Lots of reasonable prices on some big, little, and medium-priced things, so please go check them out. There's a highlight on my Instagram story dedicated to all these pieces, and a post on my Facebook page, blah, 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 blah. Thank y'all very much for listening. It's been a good time. I hope to see y'all in the future. Thank you.